honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. I, it's been a while since I've recorded one of these in the nighttime. I guess the last time was the, I think it was the Garnet reminiscing episode. It might have been during one of those, uh, yeah, it might have been during that COVID lockdown stuff, we'll call it, in like May 2020-ish. I think it was the last time I recorded at nighttime in the evening. And then back in the day, it used to always be in the evening. Most, most of my podcasts were in the evening, and then it became all morning and blah, blah, blah. But again, during that COVID lockdown, it was what it was at the end of the day, but uh, the schedule's different this week, recording on Thursday night, because I have to go to work a little early tomorrow, and I had to go to work very early, much earlier than normal anyway, on Tuesday and Thursday, so of course Brave the Wild was uh, released yesterday on Wednesday, so the schedule kind of pushed back a day, which in a way is okay, it's totally fine, at least I'm able to adjust and still do the shows, the NBA trade deadline came and went, and the Timberwolves didn't do anything for the second straight year, yeah, it's kind of boring, and you'd hope to get a little better rebounding or something. Maybe a better shooter. Somebody's more consistent, maybe a better defender, but I think the prices were just too high for guys like Marcus Smart and such. And, of course, other players that we supposedly wanted went in other trades that we'll talk about uh, at the end of the day. So we'll talk about those in this in this segment. I'll try to briefly go over Detroit and Sacto twice, basically. Um, interesting things going on, of course, the Detroit game, the Wolves kind of messed around, they were very sloppy in that game, but eventually kind of just said, okay, enough is enough, and beat them up and finished it off in the third and fourth quarters, thank God. Uh, that's pretty much what kind of game it was, like, dumb foul, like a four-point play, basically, at the end of the half, uh, Anthony Edwards with the foul is like, really, man? So, it's little things like that that suck and are annoying to watch. Uh, Nas Reed looked like he injured his knee pretty badly, but came back and was unreal in the Sacramento game. That was a lot of fun. Uh, the spectacular dunk and such. Uh, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> but again, the Detroit game, at least the Wolves came out and took care of business and got further above 500, this and that. Like, we're trying to build a little ground here, trying to build a little gap between us and 500, which is a good feeling, getting to three games above 500. In February, yeah, yeah, well, again, there was the year just a few years back, but before that, we're talking back in the day, back when Garnett was uh, not, uh, was, was not old, was not really old yet, now he's ancient history, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, I know, I insulted the whole world by saying that, I'm sorry for saying Garnett's old now, I'm old too, you know, I was three years younger, I am three years younger than Kevin Garnett, and I'm old too now, I'd be too old to be playing professional basketball, uh, at the end of the day, Jared Vanderbilt with one of his weaker games, only five rebounds and two points, but it is what it is. If he's going to have a weak game, it might as well be this one. Malik Beasley trying to raise that trade value, and we didn't trade him. Damn it. Uh, five of nine from downtown, seven of 15 from the floor, 20 points, 20 points. Not the most efficient game I've ever seen, but certainly not the worst. 
nine rebounds even for the beast, the little beast as they call him, because thinking about the beast, you know, like, uh, you know, the other Beasley, Michael Beasley, yuck. <laughs> I don't miss him at all. Sorry, I know some of you loved him, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it where it is. Carl Anthony Towns, insanely efficient, this and that, as he was most of this week, most of this week. Patrick Beverly got in foul trouble, as he has wanted to do, but at least plays better defense, more consistent defense, rather than just gambling and, uh, you know, putting putting uh, put, putting the team defense in jeopardy, which the Wolves have been doing of late the past week. That's been the conversation. Jordan McLaughlin, I thought, had a very strong week. Efficient, didn't shoot much, but made the shots he took and was setting other players up with some nice assists and such. Jalen Noel has kind of vanished into the has kind of vanished in the rotation lately, and that's too bad. He's like the tenth man. Torian Prince after an amazing week, but of course he got hurt. That's why he only played two minutes in Detroit. But the Wolves win. Wolves win, Wolves win, 118, actually this was target center, pardon me, 118, 105, pretty solid, fairly easy victory for the Timberwolves, thought I was hearing something like I'd left the stove on, no, boy, that'd be a nightmare, no, the stove is not on, okay, I know my wife is not going to fry fish uh, on this episode, maybe on a different one, maybe it's coming up again, remember last year, Vince Germano was laughing at it, he could, he could tell, he's like, yeah, you could tell that Joey was getting pissed off, like, would you just get off the dang stove, just get off the... Yes, I was. Yes. <laughs> I'm fessing up to that. Yes, I was like, oh my god, why is she doing this to me? But, I mean, it is what it is. It's just her way of, like, I'm tired of your podcast, I want to cook and this and that. Yeah, it sucks when our work schedules are, like, right on top of each other. It's better when they're, like, complete opposite. I actually kind of like that, but maybe I'm just a terrible husband. Tim Rules had to sack, though, and have a ball of a night, to be quite fair. This was fun. What a fun game, Tuesday night. And this was a great day to go into work early and come out early and come home and watch Tim, Tim Rules basketball. So as you watch in the Wild, who were earlier, so I could pretty much watch both games because the Wild were on the East Coast, the Wolves were on the West Coast. Ah, it's the greatest. It's the greatest. Like the, Wild, the, the Wolves game was fairly early. Or the Wild game was fairly early. No life at all. They got shut out. This and that. Check that out and Brave the Wild. Really fun episode yesterday. Um, but not a fun game in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, so I guess it wasn't too far east. It was like 7 o'clock, but still got to see the whole Wolves game. At least uh, most of it, like 99% of it, like not the opening tip, basically, because uh, the Wild game was so lousy and boring, and I had both TVs on eventually, or both, yeah, both monitors on. One of them ended up being the computer. That was the Wild game, moved it there, because there's just nothing. I mean, it was just nothing. It was so frustrating. Um, no life in that game. And every good trend that was going on when it went the wrong way in that game uh, for the Wild. In that game, hopefully it's just one game. Uh, now that I've talked about the Wild enough. Welcome to Brave the Timberwolves and uh, Wild Explosion? I don't know. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. What the hell, man? I, the whole game, I was just like, dude, can you do Can you do anything? My God, just hello? Like 2 of 12 from the floor. He's missing layups, and he's missing close shots, and he's missing long-range shots. He only attempted three threes, but of course they all missed. What's going on? Anthony Edwards had a sh- had a sh- he could, okay, you know what I mean. He had a bad week. Uh, and he's saying his knees have been bothering him and this and that. I get it. I guess it's, it sucks, but, well, he's actually playing a real full season now. Not I mean, last year was pretty close, though. Wasn't there like 72 games last year? It wasn't like hockey where it was only like 50 games. And yes, I'm drinking coffee when it's dark in the evening. Yes. Yes, I'm one of those. I'm one of those. I'm burning the midnight oil, but it's not midnight at all. It's not anywhere near midnight. I'm actually going to have a semi-late dinner after this episode because I, I can. I'm not like my wife, though, cooking food at 11 o'clock at night. 
What the heck? What the heck? I don't know about that, right? It's a, you know, the Wolves' field goal percentage in this game. Certain players shot like crap and others shot great. Malik Beasley raising that trade value some more. Seven of eight from downtown from Malik Beasley. Wow, it's like the Malik Beasley of, uh, you know, two years ago when he first got him in that trade. You know, when he got D'Angelo Russell a couple of weeks later, that was, see, that year, the whole trade deadline and leading up to the trade deadline, see, that was fun. Maybe we're just building up for another one of those. Because it was like, year in, year out, the Wolves didn't do anything. The Wolves didn't do anything. The Wolves didn't do anything. Or it would be like a super minor trade. The Wolves didn't do anything. And now it feels like we're back in that again. Doggone it, back-to-back years of no trades. But I'm glad Jaden McDaniels is still on the roster. I'm glad that, you know, Anthony Edwards, of course. Jared Vanderbilt, you trade him, you're stupid. I'm glad D'Angelo Russell. I wouldn't have said that a year ago. It's still on the roster. And I'm glad Patrick Beverly is still on the roster because I know the teams were calling about him. Jalen Noel, guys like that. I'm not thrilled that, uh, I'm not thrilled that Beasley's still on the roster. Yeah, he's playing well. But you know why he was playing well, right? Because he wants to be a starter on a different team. That's why. He wants to be a starter on a different team. He wanted to raise his trade value so somebody would trade for him so he could start on their team. Come on. I mean, you you know that, right? Or maybe he is just going through a hot streak. Maybe it's just a perfectly timed coincidence. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> but again, the Wolves kind of gambling and such. Torian Prince with four steals. Both Nas Reed and Torian Prince, who were hurt in Detroit, came out and kicked some ass. I mean, what a fun game. Nas Reed. I mean, I was like, this is fun. What a fun night. Nas Reed was one of the best dunks of the season on, uh, oh God, <laughs> Len. <laughs> Alex Len just got absolutely posterized. And then the next play turns the ball over to Jordan McLaughlin who gets a layup on him. I mean, it's just, I don't know what's worse, getting posterized by Nas Reed or getting, getting like, you know, a, a steal and a layup against you by Jordan McLaughlin. I'm not sure. But um, that's great. Jordan McLaughlin with 11 and 11 and 5 in 1928. And he made all of his shots. Jordan McLaughlin, nice. Telling us, hey, don't forget about me. Forget about Jalen Noel. Don't forget about me. Just forget about that Jalen guy. He played the equivalent of a quarter. Exactly. 12 minutes. Jalen Noel. I don't know. That's a phenomenon in itself. It's like a 1% chance he'd play exactly a full uh, exactly a full amount of time. It wasn't that big of a blowout where he just played the whole fourth quarter because uh, the other team sucks or your, you suck or whatever. So occasionally it does turn out that way. Um, Beasley, or excuse me, McDaniels with no blocks or steals. That's unusual. Jared Vanderbilt back to the 11 rebounds. Always love that. But yeah, Anthony Edwards stunk. Anthony Edwards was like Malik Beasley <laughs> the last month or so. Like with a few exceptions, because he would have a hot game or two, did Malik. But uh, and this week, this week Malik Beasley wanted to go to Boston or whoever, but Boston was at the front of the uh, the trade conversation with Minnesota, I do believe. Earlier in the years, like teams like Portland, this and that, and again, we're going to get back to that very shortly. I better keep moving so I can get into that soon. Okay, I'm not doing that bad for time. But this game sucked. Back-to-back, uh, back, and you knew it. And here comes the stat, because that's why I, I always pick a split with the Wolves, because I didn't realize this stat was what it was. Um, I'll generally, But I'll say the other notes are the Wolves generally have been taking advantage of an easy schedule and are three games above 500 despite losing a sack no last night. The Wolves, again, stood pat for the second year in a row. The options were too high and whatever. But the Wolves, but here's, here's another one. The Wolves are a league-worst with 28 consecutive losses. I don't even know how that I don't even know how that's possible. That's like the Minnesota Twins in the playoffs. It's that flipped up. It's that bad. The Wolves are a league worst with 28 losses in back-to-backs. 
in which they won the first of two. You hear that? It sucks. Oh, God, it sucks. Well, all right, then. Great. Um, well, I mean, just keep picking the Wolves to split people, then. Pick pick a split. Of course, unless we lose the first one, then we, well, maybe we'll win the next one. So maybe we have a winning streak in that category. But Don DeMontis, not Dantes, but DeMontis. DeMontis, whatever the heck his name is, born in Portland, Oregon, because his dad played for Arvidas Sabonis. Yes, we're all that old. Those of us that remember Arvidas Sabonis as a Portland Trailblazer. Well, yep, he's that, we're that old. Because he wasn't on the Blazers forever. He was on the Blazers for a while, but he was already, like, you know, kind of semi-past his prime by the time he came to the U.S. Over in Europe, is like, it's just utterly spectacular player. They're saying he was magic. He was a 7'3 Magic Johnson. He was that good. Not a joke. He was so talented he could be a point guard. At 7'3. That's Arvidas. is pretty damn talented, too. 2010-5. 2010-5. He is that kind of guy. Kevin Garnett. But he's not as good as Kevin Garnett because the defense won't be as good. There's no way his defense is as good as Garnett's. I know. And I'm not a Garnett apologist. I am far from it. Far from it. I know. And a lot of people hate me for that. That's probably hurt my show over the years. No, I no, I don't worship Garnett. I don't worship him, him, him at his feet. But, yeah, better player, though. Uh, Garnett's got to be better than DeMontis. But uh, he's just been acquired by the Sacramento Kings, and we'll get more into that. Raquan, Rashawn Holmes, pardon me, barely even in the rotation lately. Why can't we trade for him? Why can't we get him? Was he that expensive? I know his contract isn't the cheapest thing in the world, but why? Why couldn't we get Rashawn Holmes? I want Rashawn Holmes. I, I mean, I, I know we love Nas Reed and all that, and Nathan Knight. I mean, we play him like five seconds a game, maybe. Poor guy. Uh, but I want Rashawn Holmes, but we didn't get him, so whatever. I mean, I guess that wasn't even a conversation. The Wolves bench was absolutely great in Sacramento. Absolutely great versus the Detroit Pistons, and it was piss-poor schmuck bullcrap in Sacramento the second game. And somebody named Davian Mitchell, not Donovan, but Davian, Davian Mitchell. Interesting. 18 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds, a block, and a steal. All right. Well, Davian. Welcome, welcome, Davian. Good job. And Jeremy Lamb, a very familiar name. He's been, like, on 17 teams, I swear. He's, like, Oklahoma and, and Houston and, and, and Indiana, and I, I, I don't even know. Should I check just for the hell of it? Like, why not? He's been all over the league. Where has he been? Where has he been? Yeah, he's been on OKC, Charlotte Hornets. I, yep, I remember that now. Indiana and Sacramento. I guess it's not that many. But, uh, yeah, he's now on Sacramento from Indianapolis. No, from the uh, Indiana, Indiana Pacers, pardon me. I'll talk about the trades in a minute. But uh, the Wolves... They started off this game absolutely ridiculously good. And then eight minutes later, yeah, the Wolves, the uh, Anthony Edwards hit a three, which put the Wolves up by, what, 13. And we were basically doubling up the Sacramento Kings, like, we're going to be fine. We're going to we're gonna beat them again. What was it? Six minutes later, six minutes later, Sacramento had the lead. It was that bad. Like, what the hell? Second quarter, things changed so quickly. But with eight minutes remaining in the second quarter, the Wolves were already behind. And it was just kind of a back-and-forth battle. And then we started to get a little better in that third quarter. And then the fourth quarter happened. Couldn't, I mean, Anthony Edwards couldn't make a layup. Jared Vanderbilt couldn't make a layup. Carl Anthony Towns was was getting hacked and this and that. And he was missing sometimes. Carl Anthony Towns was was good most of the game. D'Angelo Russell got hot at times. But, oh, my goodness, it was just irritating. I mean, it was miss after miss. Malik Beasley shot like the way Malik Beasley shot most of the season. Sucky, like like career low and all that. And it was annoying. It was just irritating. Oh, God. 
I was pissed. I was pissed off the way things are going, and then Sacramento was just racing down that court like, nah, 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 nah. That's basically what it felt like. It was transition defense was crap. Uh, it pissed me off, and then they started hitting threes a little bit, but mostly transition defense. They're running up the court and dunking. It was kind of like the Maranatha Mustangs, for those of you that played for, or that have heard of Maranatha Christian Academy. Yeah, some of the teams in the early days, back in the day, well, not the early days, back in the early 90s, it was just layup after layup after layup, and it was the other team. It wasn't us. It was really irritating. Um, pissed me off. Sorry. And no, Nate Lenoma, if you happen to be listening, it wasn't when you were there. It was before. Yeah, Nate Lenoma was a pretty damn good player, just in case he's listening. Yeah, pretty valuable guy, I would uh, have to say. I thought he was even better at baseball, though. I mean, my goodness, what a good shortstop. He was good. He was really good at basketball, just in case you're listening, Nate spectacular Derek Jeter-like as a shortstop, and I'm not even kidding. Derek Jeter-like with the fielding and the smart hitting and the base running and all that. Obviously not not crushing him over the fence like Cal Ripken, but enough, you know, like, but enough. He had enough power to do something, but yeah, there I go talking about <laughs> But I kind of hope Nate's listening. I hope you're listening, Nate. If you happen to be tweet me or something or uh, Facebook message me, just in case you're listening. <laughs> yep, I mean, I, I just compared you to Derek Bleep and Jeter. Yeah, he was that good as a high school shortstop. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> he was a great shortstop. Um, and he was tall for a shortstop, too. Let's see. Um, yeah, let's get to the trade deadline. I was pissed off last night. I was cursing my head off. Well, trying not to. I was just mad. I wasn't, I wasn't really cursing, but kind of. Uh, I'm going to go all the way back to Jan 13th. Why the heck not? And I'll try to blow through it real quick, at least some of these early ones. This is where Cam Reddish won up in the New York Knicks with Solomon Hill for Kevin Knox II and a protected first-round pick. Way back on Jan 13th, Hawks and Knicks. Cam Reddish won up on the Knicks. Nuggets and uh, Nuggets in a three-team deal. Forbes went to the Nuggets. Brian Forbes on Jan 19th for Bowl Bowl going to the Celtics. P.J. Dozier also joining the Celts. Juancho Hernan Gomez a future second-round pick and cash consideration. So the Spurs got the leftovers. They, they got the leftovers in the trade. But, they, well, I mean, they, that basically translation, they were the facilitator. Now we're in February when trades are more interesting. Generally speaking, the trades traded for Powell and Covington to the Clippers. So Clippers got Norman Powell and Robert Covington, former Timberwolves, so not coming to Minnesota. That's another guy who's not coming to Minnesota. Eric Bledsoe to Portland. That's actually kind of cool. Justice Winslow and Keon Johnson, along with the 2025 second-round pick via Detroit. Don't you just love the way teams just treat second-round picks like nothing? It's kind of sad. I, I like second-round picks. I know a lot of them don't turn into much, but uh, there's a lot of players that have come in the second round that ended up being pretty good. I mean, Jalen Noel, I think, is pretty good. And he's just, you know, he's just, you know, he's a small example. Um, Green, obviously. <laughs> I mean, what what more is there to say about him with uh, Golden State? He drives you crazy, but he's good. Uh, Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio with the ACL and the expiring contract heading to Indiana. As the Pacers, they're like, they, they're kind of like Portland years ago when they just traded everybody away. Oh, wait, Portland did that again this year, too. Karis Levert headed to the Cleveland Cavs. Karis Levert, good job. Her. Good luck there. Stuck. 2022 second-round pick via Miami. See how it's Miami's not in this trade, but that was a trade before. It's just crazy. It's Miami's pick like five five years ago or something, probably. It's just like, what the heck? Uh, again, uh, the Pacers get Rubio, a 2022 first-round pick lottery protected. Mm-hmm. 2022 second round pick via Houston, via Houston. Uh, 2022 second round pick via Utah. God, 
What's up with these first round picks getting or second round picks getting? Yeah, I know. I already commented on that. February the eighth. This is a biggie. Again, right before the trade deadline. Really interesting stuff here. Interesting names included. C.J. McCollum headed to the Pelicans. Larry Nance Jr. was a name that people have mentioned many times tied to the Timberwolves. He's not coming here. Obviously, he's going to the Indiana Pacers along with Tony or Pelicans, New Orleans Pelicans. So, uh, obviously, he'll be a complimentary player. C.J. McCollum's a complimentary star player to help out with the big boy there in New Orleans along with Tony Snell who can get hot from three on occasion and show a little athleticism. The, the Portland Trailblazers get Josh Hart. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who could have been a Timberwolf years ago in the uh, Jared Culver trade. He's okay. He's a good player. Uh, Thomas Satoransky, all right, one of those guys that uh, we don't know a whole lot about, but you never know. He might end up being uh, the next Dirk Nowitzki. I don't know. Didi Luzada. All right. Just rolls right off your tongue. 2022 first-round pick. Oh, this is just this is just weird. Are you ready? Are you ready? 2026 second round pick. Whichever team, uh, whichever is better team between the, between the teams. Pardon me. 2027 second round pick. Whichever is better between teams. How about a 2100 second round pick? Why not? Like 100 years, you know, like 80 years from now, approximately. You know, 78, whatever the heck. Years from now. Yeah, you get a second-round pick. You know, like the great-grandfather, you know, your, your great-grandchildren, uh, whoever. They'll get the pick, you know. Go for it. Come on. Let's go. Make the trade. Do it. Hey, at least we'll get this guy. At least we'll get Justin Holiday or something. You know what I mean? Here we go. The Kings and the Pacers trade. There you go. February the 8th. Tyrese Halliburton. No connections to Dick Cheney. At least I hope not. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buddy Hilled. Buddy Hill is now headed to Indiana. I don't know what the Pacers are doing, honestly. I guess they're just kind of starting. They're going, I don't know, because Halliburton's good. I guess they're just kind of changing the landscape, I guess. Because Tristan Thompson's a pretty, yeah, he's kind of good. Hild is obviously valuable at times. Halliburton's a, a big name. DeMontis Sabonis, I guess they just had enough of him. Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb's decent, and a 2023 second round pick. Headed to Sackdo. And I love those uniforms, and I really appreciate the history of the Sacramento Kings and how many times they've, they've moved, unfortunately, from one city to another, and they've settled in Sacramento for quite a while now. That one's definitely uh, the all-time leader in terms of uh, cities that the Royals slash Kings have hung out in. Uh, there was years ago, about 10 years ago, when the Sacramento Kings almost moved to Seattle to be the Sonics 2.0, which would have been weird. Oh, I hate that sound. I'm hearing something annoying right now. But um, the other uh, the other possibility was Anaheim, and they would have had the name Royals again. California usually steals teams' names from other cities. They always do. They always keep it, like the Kings from Kansas City and this and that, the Lakers from Minneapolis, the Dodgers from Brooklyn, the uh, Giants from New York. You know, it's just it just goes on and on. And, the, you know, the New York Baseball Giants. Actually, really cool-looking uh, logo. It looked like the Mets, but with black in the background, actually. But uh, kind of funny. No matter who it is, California takes the team and keeps the name. Like like the Rams going to L.A. You know, I'm just kidding. They were the L.A. Rams. They actually were. And uh, St. Louis took the name and kept it for about 20 years there before moving back. But they did win a Super Bowl in St. Louis. Let's get back to where I need to be. The Thunder and somebody named Oko... Uh, the Thunder added somebody named Okpala in a, in a trade with Miami. 
A 2026 second round pick. How generous for KZ. KZ. He's not just Okpala. Okpala. Okay, Pala. Whatever the heck his name is. It's a 2026 second round pick. The additional agreement, though. Are you ready? You ready? You hear this? The 2023 first round pick already owed to Oklahoma City from Miami has been amended to a 2025 first round pick. 1 to 14 protected. So basically lottery. And if not conveyed to a 2026 unprotected pick. So it's one of those interesting moves by the OKC Thunder that maybe a, trading away a 2026 second round pick might end up being the number one pick in the 2026 draft because don't be surprised if the Miami Heat aren't good that year. Don't be surprised. But wouldn't that be funny if it was like this super high third, fourth, fifth, first, round, first overall pick in the draft? That's the Thunder for you. I mean, what a weird <laughs> combination of quinky dinks that could that could happen. That could this could happen. It's like playing Plinko. Just that it goes and then bam it lands on like ten grand. Might happen here. It's funny, man. <laughs> it's funny. I mean you're gonna win something though. There is no zero in a twenty twenty five even lottery protected pick. You're gonna still get something. But you just might say if that pick doesn't happen because Miami's in the lottery. Like, maybe they get the 13th pick or the 14th pick, which would be hilarious. Like, yeah, well, you get to keep it, but it's like a meh pick. Woohoo. It's not like it's number one or anything. And then it's completely unprotected the next year. Miami goes like 16 and, uh, you know, what would they be, 16 and 62 or some some bull crap like that. Um, 16 and 66, yeah, for 82 games. <laughs> and then the Thunder get the number one pick in the draft, and he's like the next LeBron James. All for and they and they get Casey Okpala too. Uh huh. They get Casey Okpala. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's like I will be the ruler of the entire universe. Soon I will be the ruler of the. I will be the ruler. I will have the entire universe basically, and, and a cookie. <laughs> that was a Garfield episode years ago. This like alien monster or whatever. Soon I will have the entire universe to control, and a cookie. <laughs> a chocolate chip cookie was the other part of the award. So here's a three-team deal with the, that's Nikhil Alexander-Walker. What the hell? What the hell? He got traded again? Oh, it's, just, it's, it's weird. Uh, yeah. He got traded twice? Oh, wow. And Joe Ingles got traded, too. Isn't, that the son, isn't this a son of a gun? It was a pretty busy trade deadline leading up into it, even. Jazz acquired that uh, Nikhil... Alexander Walker, they also get Hancho Hernan Gomez, who was traded like five minutes ago to the San Antonio Spurs. Okay, so interesting acquisitions by the Jazz. The Blazers get Joe Ingles, who's out for the year with an ACL. We watched his knee buckle and bend and stuff a week ago, and a second-round pick from the Jazz, along with Elijah Hughes. The Spurs get more uh, leftovers, I guess. Sorry if I am offending anybody by saying that. Second-round pick from Utah, and Thomas Satoransky. Okay, I'm curious about Thomas Satoransky. Yeah, he's averaging, well, he's 30 years old. He's averaging two or three points a game. So, yeah, they got leftovers, sorry, from uh, Chechia. It's called the Czech Republic, but it's Chechia now, actually. Um, and now Bol Bol was traded again. What the heck, man? February the 10th, the real trade deadline, the Magic Line, Bol Bol, and P.J. Dozier, who some people like, and future second-round pick, and cast considerations, woohoo. And the Celtics, they get a big for all four players. 
They must want to just get rid of all. Uh, they must be just dumping celery. They get a big, juicy, whopping 2023 second-round pick via Orlando. But it's Orlando, so it might actually be a decent pick. It might be the next Draymond Green. Maybe. The Raptors trade Drogic. Drogic to the Spurs. Why? After all the leftovers the Spurs got, they get Goran Drogic. I guess it's probably an expiring contract at this stage, if I'm remembering correctly, but I didn't think, I, I don't think it is. I have no idea, but the guy supposedly we were chasing, I'm glad we didn't get him. Thaddeus Young from the Spurs to the to the uh, Raptors. Drew Eubanks, a 2022 second-round pick via the Spurs, and the Spurs get a first-round pick via Toronto and Goran Drogic. Drogic. Well, I guess they had no intention of keeping with that salary. And I guess that's the trade deadline. Those are the only trades that happened on this actual day. The Wolves stand pat. Woo frickin' who. So the awards for this episode, the Lone Wolf Award, I don't even know who to give it to. I, I Maybe Beasley, but he had a sucky game in there. Uh, Danza Russell was okay this week. Carol Anthony Towns was generally good. He almost fouled out yesterday. Nas Reed had some nice moments. Jared Vanderbilt had good moments, and he was quiet. Patrick Beverly's this, Patrick Beverly's that. Uh, Dorian Prince can't get it this week. Uh, he was good, but he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't like last week. Holy crap. He was just making everything. That was fun. Um, it's definitely not Anthony Edwards. You can kind of get the hint there. I'll give it to D'Angelo Russell. I'll give it to D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Anthony Edwards did get 26 points yesterday, but he, it felt like he sucked most of the game, and he did. He missed a ton of layups again. He missed a ton of layups. It took him 25 shots to get to 26 points. I mean, that's that's that stinks. I'm sorry, it stinks. <laughs> that's too much. Too much, you know. Clangity, clangity, clangity. And the missed layups were pissing me off. And you know what? I love Anthony Edwards. I love Anthony Edwards. Don't think I'm coming up here and saying he sucks. I'm just saying he had a crappy week. It was a crappy week. It's a fact. He will tell you that. He, he'll he tell you that to your face. I guarantee you he would, if you asked him. Um, I don't think he'd get all offended and hurt and mad and all that and never talk to you again. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is going to get a so-so decent... Uh, yeah, he, he, he's going to get the award for this week. I thought he had a pretty good week. Thank you, D'Angelo Russell. That crisp shooting most of the time and some big moments here and there. Because when he's hot, he's hot. It's fun to watch. And I, I just thought he had a good overall week. And Carl Anthony Towns, strong honorable mention. The Johnny Flynn Memorial, again, I'm going to be I'm gonna be fairly gentle about it, but I've been annoyed a bit the past couple of games. With the, I mean, he can't even make a layup lately. And it's making me mad. A, a guy with that much talent? Come on, man. Anthony Edwards. I'm, you know, take it as motivation, Anthony, just in case you're listening. One in a million chance you're listening. With that, we'll take a break, come back, and preview some games. Timberwolves Explosion segment number two. We've got four games to preview, and I'll try to make it fairly quick. Of course, I really enjoyed that first segment. You could probably tell I did. It was a lot of fun. Minnesota will be visiting the Chicago Bulls on February the 11th. This game could go all over the place. The Bulls obviously very talented. Number one in the league in field goal percentage, third in three-point percentage, seventh in points, 27th in rebounds. So hopefully the Wolves could be a little better at that coming forward. Time to get some rebounds. Unfortunately, we didn't make any trades to improve on that. 
It's funny, though, because generally the Timberwolves rebounding isn't that bad. It's 13th in the league, but it feels like we're like 30th some nights. And it drives you nuts. Like, a lot of the games we lose. We just don't rebound for nothing. Um, April 10th, the time is to be decided in Target Center. Interesting. Must be some kind of conflict there. So, I, I got a feeling this series is going to be a split, and I don't think we're going to win this one. Unfortunately, I think the Wolves have our second loss in a row. DeMar DeRozan is having himself a season. And when you looked at this roster before the season started, you knew the Bulls were a first-place type of team, first-place caliber type of club. DeMar DeRozan. Vucevic, who I've just loved to death with Orlando. Uh, Lonzo Ball, who some people like, some people don't. Unfortunately, he has a knee injury as of Jan the 16th, so that sucks. Um, Ayo Dunsumo, <laughs> Dunsunmu, excuse me, concussion. Alex Caruso, fractured right wrist. Crazy to think the Wolves actually have the number two offense in the league right now. Number two, Chicago 7th. That's crazy. We're actually ahead of the Bulls. The Bulls are only 2-3 and three in their last five, interestingly. Interestingly, they lost by 7 to the Toronto Raptors. They beat the Pacers by 7. Lost to Philadelphia by 11. Lost to Phoenix by only 3. An epic game. Chicago and Phoenix rematch of the 93 Finals, man. No, it's a nice matchup between those two clubs. And they beat Charlotte pretty handily. Michael's, Michael's old team beat his current team by quite a bit there. It looks like 12 points there. 121 to 109 in Charlotte with Michael. Michael may be in attendance. I'm not sure. I don't really care at this point. Seventh <laughs> seventh seed in Minnesota Timberwolves head to... Where is Chicago ranked in the East? Third. Third in the East. Not bad. Not bad. Right there with the Milwaukee Bucks. Second place in the Central. Only a half game behind the Bucks. Winning percentage in the 60s. Six, 600s or whatever. Cleveland's in the 600s. With their tied with Chicago. The Cleveland Cavaliers. That team has improved that much. And even though Rubio had the ACL, they're still playing great. DeMar DeRozan's averaging 27 and a half a game. Wow. I'm getting tired of this mouse. I swear it's broken. I'm going to have to replace it at some point because every time I touch the wheel, it pops up a bunch of uh, extra tabs, and I didn't ask for that. It's extremely irritating, actually. So I'm getting sick and tired of that. Uh, Zach Levine is averaging, yeah, I know, I'm just kidding, 25 points a game, and he's a 41% from downtown. I think Minnesota ends up uh, <coughs> not winning this game. Pardon me, I think the Bulls win something along the likes of, like, um, 118 to 110, something like that. Like an 8 to 10-point victory, the Bulls win. Levine gets 35. Anthony Edwards, I hope he plays better. He's had some good games against Chicago. But Levine has, bro, has blown the Wolves out of there. DeMar DeRozan will be up there. But I think Levine leaves the, leads the Bulls in scoring at the end of the day. And that, I'm trying to think of uh, leading scorer for Minnesota, D'Angelo Russell will have another really nice performance in Chicago, in my humble opinion. I, I just, yeah, I like the way he's playing. I think Pat Beverly will be a big factor as well if he's healthy. I don't know. He wasn't playing yesterday. <laughs> Indiana Pacers, who head to Indiana, a weird situation. They've not been playing well, and they've traded everybody away. The Wolves beat them by only two points earlier this season with a, more of a full roster, 100-98. Pardon me, I should be pausing that and cutting it out of the show. I apologize. Um, Pacers have lost four in a row. They beat the Clippers somehow, 122-116, to and then lost to Orlando by a point. Beat by Chicago one. Uh, 22 to 115, lost at Cleveland 98 to 85. Nice defense, Cleveland. 
and Atlanta just scorched the crap out of him, 133 to 112. Atlanta's playing really good lately, and they are ninth place, jeez, in the East, ninth. They, they still got some ground to pick up, but I think they will. Watch them catch up to Boston and Toronto. It could happen. Philadelphia, huge trade. You know, that wasn't even showing in there. What the heck? That wasn't even showing. Obviously, that's a huge trade today. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, Ben Simmons, why isn't it showing? Okay, I'm, I'm going to pull it up. This is this must be an old, I'm so sorry. I feel like such an idiot because I know there was the huge, uh, yeah, I was like, something ain't right here. Where'd it go? Come on, it, it's here, right? Because <laughs> I know the Nets and the, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody knows about it. The Nets and the um, uh, 76ers made a big swap today. James Harden to the Nets, or excuse me, to the Sixers. Ben Simmons to the to the Nets. Ben Simmons to the Nets, Harden to the Sixers. And yes, it was a pretty pretty positive trade for the uh, Brooklyn Nets, I'd have to say. Philadelphia is kind of gambling a little bit, but you know, when you consider the other players they gave up, James Harden to Philadelphia. Ben Simmons, who hasn't played a single game this year because he's been holding out and he's an idiot. Seth Curry. Seth, that's right, Seth Curry to the to the Brooklyn Nets. And Andre Drummond, too, who I think is a pretty good player. So that was the big trade this afternoon. Um, I was like, yeah, something's something's missing here. And it's like, well, yeah, of course something's missing. That was a big one. <laughs> that was that was the big trade of the whole uh of the whole uh, trade deadline. So again, the the Bulls will beat the Timberwolves to move on forward to the Indiana Pacers moving here. The Wolves will head to Indiana. I don't think there's any reason I don't think there's any reason the Wolves could could lose to this Pacers team and if we do it's really embarrassing. I think the Wolves should win this game fairly soundly. Uh, Indiana is 15th in scoring, 16th in rebounds, and they're kind of up and down. They're good in blocks because of guys like Miles Turner, but he's hurt. Miles Turner's hurt. Interesting roster coming coming in, though, when you think about it. Obviously, no more Sabonis, but they got some other interesting players. Levert and Sabonis gone. Miles Turner went healthy. He's absolutely great, and that was another name people were hoping for more in the high end. Lance Stevenson's had some huge games lately as he's returned to the Indiana Pacers. I believe this is his third stint now with the Indiana, in Indiana Pacers, pardon me. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see Lance Stevenson a part of this. I forget if he got a ring with the Lakers a few years back, or was that after or before one of those deals? He was on the Lakers in 19, so nope, no championship. And he was on the uh, Hawks for a minute this year and ultimately on the Indiana Pacers again. So he got three stints with the Pacers. Or was it four? Four stints with the Pacers. Nope, yep, nope, yep, nope, yep. Yeah, he wound up with Indiana again. He was on Minnesota. I remember that for a minute. And that was kind of fun for six games. I enjoyed him. I, I liked him on the Wolves. Uh, fourth stint now with the Pacers, and he's had some really, really nice games recently. In a 24-point little outburst with eight assists and nine rebounds on February the 8th. But the Hawks beat them pretty soundly. So, whatever. Empty stats, I guess. Hey, Marcus, the forecaster. <laughs> He's like, empty stats. <laughs> yeah, it's empty stats, unfortunately. I'm seeing double here, and I'm going to get rid of that. I don't like the way this mouse is behaving. The Wolves should be able to win comfortably in this game. Final score of... Since we're such a great offense, I guess, 125 to 110. I think the Wolves win by 15. First, the Indiana Pacers, Anthony Edwards eclipses the 30-point mark in the game. Carl Anthony Towns is in the upper 20s. Another huge double-double night for him. The Wolves win, you know, the Wolves should win comfortably in Indiana. I, I, it's a team that's just kind of like, they're going through some changes and there's injuries and all that crap. So, and I messed this up completely. 
Ah, Joey, Joey, Joey. Charlotte and Toronto. Yep, I thought we were playing the bull, uh, the Bulls and yeah, we were playing both of Michael's teams basically. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets. They are 500 in second place in a fairly weak Southeast Division. In fact, it's been weak for forever. This one's in Target Center. The Wolves never win in Charlotte. Absolutely never. But we hopefully can beat them right now in this game. LaMelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards. I have a feeling Anthony Edwards is going to have a huge night. I probably should have saved my prediction for uh, this one. I think Carl Anthony Towns leads the Wolves to scoring versus the Pacers. And Anthony Edwards has his big game against Charlotte. Uh, obviously, the whole uh, Rookie of the Year thing that didn't go our way. And Charlotte pounded us earlier in the season, just like I was saying. We always lose there. 133-115. to 115. Absolute demolition. Embarrassment. I mean, that's bad. That's bad. That was like during the stretch when our defense was just horrible, which is off and on. This is on November 26th, right around Thanksgiving there. Yep, Carl Anthony Towns led the Wolves. Anthony Edwards had only 11 points. Yowzer. And LaBello Ball had 13 assists in the game. Um, I think Anthony Edwards has a much better performance. This is going to be his biggest game of the week, and, I, and it better be, doggone it. Wolves end up winning this game, believe it or not, versus the, a, a decent Hornets team in target center. But I think the Wolves will get at least two wins out of these four. At least two wins. Uh, final score, something along the likes of... I don't know. Uh, let, let's look at the last couple games. With the, yeah, the, the Hornets are falling off the face of the earth for some reason. They lost to Boston, Cleveland... Miami, 104-86 is pretty bad. 116-101 to Toronto. And got beat pretty handily by the Bulls recently, um, as I talked about earlier. Uh, so I think the Wolves should be able to win this game. Hopefully they're not in the... Uh, hopefully they're not ending their losing streak against us. Hopefully maybe they end it before, or they just keep losing like crazy. And the Wolves win comfortably, fairly comfortably. Final score is going to be a little low scoring this time. We're not going to give them 133 I think we still wind up with around 115-ish, and the uh, Hornets wind up with about 110. Wolves win by five. Anthony Edwards, 35 points in the game, in my humble opinion. And then the Wolves play the Toronto Raptors in target center back-to-back. You know what I'm going to pick here, right? Since, uh, since, uh, <laughs> since we've been doing it, something's got to give. Hopefully the Wolves can end it and not go to 29 straight games in a row when we win the uh, the first of the two in the back-to-back. But I don't think we do. I think we lose our 29th in a row <laughs> in that case, which is really embarrassing. But, hey, prove me wrong, and then I'll, I'll stop. Pascal Siakam having another one of those crazy seasons. He's obviously been a great player. <clears throat> Fred Van Vliet, when he's on his game, he's freaking awesome. It's a good team. It's an annoying team. Gary Trent got that nice break a year ago when he wound up getting traded to Toronto, getting much more playing time and showing what he can do out there. Shooting 40% from the floor and 18 points a game for Gary Trent Jr. See, remember when he was just buried in Portland and he couldn't get off the bench? Yeah, buried and he couldn't get off the bench yet, so I kind of said it twice. Goran Dragic played five games. Now he's on his way to the Spurs for some reason. I guess for an expiring contract. I don't know what else to say about it, but Toronto always seems to beat the Wolves. They're they're an annoying team to play against. Daniel Arturo has played only three games this year. For the Toronto Raptors, I'm not sure what the story is there. Must be, uh, yeah, some something to do with injury or something. I love Daniel Oturo. I wish he was on the Wolves and getting major minutes. I I love him, but um, it is what it is. Instead of taking Daniel Oturo, we took Jaden McDaniels. A lot of people would probably tell you that was the right pick. Toronto in their last X amount of games. Let's go back here. They're middle of the road in a lot of categories. Uh, they protect the ball really well. That's Fred Van Vliet right there. 
they're really low in total assists, which is weird. So, I don't know, they just play kind of an up-and-down-the-court game. Ninth in blocks, third in steals. Good defense, or not good defense, but good, you know, <laughs> good ball hawking, I guess. Toronto's won five in a row at the minimum. They're the opposite of Indiana. I just, yeah, I think Toronto wins the game. Um, I just do. They beat the Heat by four. They beat the Bulls by seven. They beat the Hawks by 11. Charlotte by 15. Oklahoma by a lot, by 19. Crushed Oklahoma in their house. They will beat the Timberwolves by only two points. Final score of, 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 about, I'm going to say it's going to be like a really close one, one, uh, 112-111 victory for Toronto. Colonel Anthony Towns will lead the Wolves in scoring. No, D'Angelo Russell will lead the Wolves in scoring in this game. Upper 20s, but the Hornets beat us by this much. Maybe Russell misses a, a shot at the end when, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just not his night because the Wolves were close to ending that losing streak, but were unable to do it, and the Toronto Raptors keep their winning streak going. They are there, seven games above 500. Go Toronto, I guess, at the end of the day. Toronto and Houston, that could have been the NBA Finals a few years back when those two teams were at the top of their conference, just with uh, Chris Paul in particular on Houston that year. But it would have been interesting if things went that direction, but uh, it just it just didn't, I guess. <laughs> With that said, we'll take a quick break and get to fan interaction as soon as possible. application, which is on, or app, which is on Apple and Android devices, V-I-G-I-T, V-I-G-I-T, social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Viget Betting League is a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free to play sportsbook, bet free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats, there's great information available on the Viget Like Line movement where the public is betting. This is not real money wagering, I repeat. Not real money wagering. If you'd like to get into cryptocurrency, get to crypto.com. It's the number one crypto trading application out there. And of course, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and LA Clippers uh, Staples Center is now crypto.com arena. Yes, sir. They they love it as much as uh, they love it as much as I do. Uh, trading that Shiba, <laughs> the Shiba coin, Doge coin, Bitcoin, this coin, that coin. It's a lot of fun to do. Shiba's definitely been up. Generally speaking, it's taking a quick little dip down right now, so maybe it's a good time to buy. Click on the link in the show description. It'll show that I referred you. It helps the show and puts $25 in your account. And in the world of cryptocurrency, $25 means something. Believe me, it does. Uh, obviously, Shiba, I've made a few grand off of that one, and I'm not kidding. It's uh, S-H-I-B is the uh, the uh, symbol for that one. So, obviously, again, it's, it's like commodity trading, like trading, or, or like a stock, or this or that. It's similar to that. Um, and it's all on your fingertips and your, and your smart device. So obviously, it's when it says crypto.com, it's not a website. It's an app, and get on board and enjoy. Let's get to the fan interaction now, <clears throat> if humanly possible, at TWolvesEX. At TWolvesEX is the Twitter account. <clears throat> I thought I had this all the way back at the beginning. What the heck? Well, I guess I guess it is now. <clears throat> at the end of the day, is this for real? That many people retweeted. 
Jeez, thank you guys, guys and gals and gals and guys. Holy cow. <laughs> That's I feel honored. I'm deeply honored. Prince in the Palace, episode 324, 13, 14-year-old podcast, Timberwolves Explosion, about 13 and a half years officially. Um, and last week was the 14th birthday. Last week, this show on February 28th, Timberwolves Explosion, and I didn't mention it because I'm stupid, was the 14th birthday of my podcasting life. Paladino Live began on that day. Pretty damn crazy when you think about it. Um, or was it the week before? No, it couldn't have been January 28th. So it was the week before. Yeah, I talked about that last week already. Oh, sorry. Indie Angle by Ghost Squad. They keep retweeting. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I don't even think I'm following them. There, I'm following them now. Uh, Nick Timas, thank you so much for the retweet. How dare you like hip-hop, though. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Random hoops. From Australia, that would be Pumpa, Reese Pedretti, awesome guy out of Brisbane, Australia. Derek Felska, awesome. Western Wisconsin and a gigantic gargantuan friend of Brave the Wild. You could say he's the Vince Germano, Tene Brown, or Levi Brown of Brave the Wild. Just a great guy. And obviously, yeah, Nick Timas is a great guy. Oh, man, I love you. Uh, Levi Brown retweeted the show out of New Zealand. Tene Brown retweeted the show. Also out of New Zealand, of course. Benzo, thank you very much. I think it's the first time you retweeted. Thank you, Benzo. I really appreciate that. And Vinrock, Vince Germano, Lakers, Pies, and Browns. Lakers, Pies, and Browns. I hope you're cheering for Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. <laughs> since you like uh, since you like the Cleveland Browns, hopefully you don't mind cheering for Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Oh, no, he isn't. I got to I gotta think he's cheering for L.A. Shoot. Did I nab it because he's a Laker fan? Yep, he's probably cheering for the... <laughs> He's probably cheering for the Rams. Doggone it. Come on, man. Come on now. Benzo, I'm not sure where you're from. Is he from Aussie? I'm curious. I wonder if it says it does not. Doggone it. Nope, it doesn't say. Maybe local, might not be. But I guess that's his business. If you want to tell me, let me know. If you're from Australia, New Zealand, Minnesota, New York, who knows. Danae Brown was saying that was one of the most powerful dunks I've seen in a while. And that was, again, the Nasri dunk. Oh. So I guess his knee was healthy, huh? <laughs> after getting, after banging into a Detroit player there. And I said, wasn't that awesome? It reminded me of Garnett's dunk on Blake Griffin. That was like in the late year, uh, obviously in his final season in the NBA. Uh, and a lot of us like that because Blake Griffin is not a very likable guy sometimes. I was saying Nas Reed with a poster dunk. Best play of the year for him, for sure. He's had some good games. It was a great play. Uh, Rob Perez also was sharing it. And Levi Brown shared it to me from Rob Perez. Thank you very much, Levi. He says, not a good sequence for Alex Len, whom shortly thereafter also blew a dunk. Great to see the continued strong play from the bench and beating teams that we should. Amen. Amen. Because uh, that makes us a playoff team. Yep. And like I was saying, the turnover, the pick six, basically. Yeah, it was a pick six. You know why? Because uh, Jordan McLaughlin wears number six. It wasn't a touchdown. He just wears number six. And he took stole the ball and uh, was able to get a layup on Alex Len. That was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Marty Grimble, welcome welcome on board. Thank you for that. They say some of the toughest dunks in Wolves history have been on Alex Len. <laughs> yep, that is true. And it's awesome. Levi Brown says, sounds like a game I was lucky to miss. That was yesterday as things went down the tubes in that fourth quarter. And it pissed me the frick off. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, actually you would. It was annoying. It was just really, really annoying. Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Um, yeah, I got to share that because uh, Neil Thiesing had just died 
around that time. I was saying, cherish your friends, cherish your family. Life is too short. Yeah, I mean, it's so sad. Neil Natok Thiessing passed away two days before that. Oh, man. Heartbreaking. I, yeah. Why didn't I talk about it on Brave the Wild? Oh, my God. I feel terrible. Some Sometimes I'm just like, I'm doing the show, and I'm only thinking about the show, and I feel like a jackass. Oh, I feel sick right now, now that I realize that. So I better bring it up on the next episode, let me tell you. Uh, major shout-out, though, to From Flip to Finch. From Flip to Finch, thanks to Scott Doherty. As I, uh, he, he allows me to post links to this page on that Facebook page. Wonderful Facebook page. Uh, you don't get flack like you do on some of those other ones. Every time you say anything, it's like, oh, you're stupid, you're not a good fan, and blah, blah, blah. That gets tiring. Uh, Scott Doherty's a good guy, and really appreciate him on that uh page from flip to finch from flip to finch and those are two coaches that yeah it's easy to admire really appreciate uh chris finch on the wolves please write a positive rating for Timberwolves explosion on apple podcasts audacity uh, excuse me audible uh the other one is stitcher and then you can also do a star ratings on spotify now that i discovered that the last couple of weeks here uh those of you that have thank you very much on apple podcasts mostly uh if you could anybody could write a review on any of those i'd really appreciate it and thank you so much uh, also, let's see, um, other thing is, if you'd like to call into the show, you'd be more than welcome to, you to be on Van Interaction. I missed hearing from Vince this week, but thank you so much for the retweets. You've been so kind to me for so long, and it sounds like Courtside Podcast is coming back pretty soon. If I'm hearing from a good source, let's just say. I think he knows who he is. <laughs> I, I hope so. God, I love the Courtside Podcast. It's all on the same applications that this show is. C-R-T-S-D-E. You can look it up on Facebook and Twitter as well. Give them a like and a follow and all that good stuff. And interact with those guys. They're awesome. Vince Germano at Vinrock44. Of course, Levi Tanay. Uh, love those guys. You can interact, make some new friends with those guys uh, if you haven't yet uh, out there. Um Again, though, if you want to get on the show via audio submission, I'm trying to keep it down because I think the lady upstairs was getting a little agitated earlier, even though I'm barely making any noise at all. But you know, the insulation in this apartment, you can hear a pin drop. It's ridiculous. Um, where am I trying to go? The audio for the 19th time. Sorry. Open up your smart device. Every smart device should have a built-in voice recording application. And if not, go ahead and download it off of uh, the store for Apple or Android. Just open it up. You know, and then, of course, when, when you do, you have it ready to go. Open it up, press record, treat it like a phone call. And then when you hit stop, share it slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I would then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to zumzar.com. Always appreciate that page giving me a free service because it's a small file. And if you have to do big files on a regular basis, subscribe to them and because they, they, you know, they deserve your business because they've certainly helped out this show. With that said, thank you, everybody, for a fun, fun show for many years, and I'm going to keep them coming, and I, I really enjoyed this show. I like talking about the trades and such. It's annoying that we didn't do one, but at least we didn't give up the farm and screw things up, so I'm thanking God for that at the end of the day. I would be disappointed to wake up and find out, or, you know, or like wake up and realize it wasn't a bad dream, that it was that is real that say Jaden McDaniels isn't on my team anymore, something like that. It's like, oh, I, I, I hope it was just a dream. Like, nope, he's gone. Crap. <laughs> so I want to keep guys like Jaden McDaniels for as long as possible. But uh, with that said, I'll now shut up and wish all of you a wonderful, wonderful week. And the Wolves hopefully continue to move further and further above 500. <laughs>